Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. Effect. Those rock, ladies and gentlemen. Although, unfortunately, tonight, those of us in the uh, city by the uh, lake here in the great city of Cleveland, unfortunately, are mourning the loss of our beloved Cavaliers to those god-awful, Satan-spewing, shit-eating Detroit Pistons. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard. To me live from Cleveland, Ohio this evening, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court here on the Clan Imperial Guard online gaming radio network. If you wish to join us and get on the conversation, you can hit us up at irc.solidirc.com. We are in channel 1G, that's the number 1, the letter G. You can hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger at, the, at EMP, the number 1, and the letter G. I want to thank our sponsors, as always, theharborbluegroup.com and blizzlink.com for going and footing the bill for the shows we put on here. So definitely uh, patronize them, give them your business, check it out for all your e-commerce needs. That's theharborbluegroup.com. I also want to give a shout-out to my boys, the Imperial Guards, today on Mac Theradin. Today we stand at 115 members, and damn, are we doing a lot of damage on the server. We sat on Lakeshire for like an hour the other day. It was great. Bringing World PvP back, even though there is no point. Well, the point of World PvP is the point, but we'll get to that a little later on. Baron Von Ghost, who is in the house, ladies and gentlemen, literally, uh, and I expect to uh, hear from him later this evening, I would hope, supposing he's not depressed and tanked. He went out for the game this evening. Unfortunately, I had to work, so I couldn't go out, but uh, he is back, so we'll try to get him on the air a little later. And topics for discussion this evening. A couple different things. One... Sinvicta of our clan went himself and went and bought himself a Xbox 360. Dear God, now we're already trying to get funds together to send him off to get him deprogrammed, get him out of that cult for buying such a shitty system. But again, we'll get to that a little later on too. PlayStation 3, the price tag, we debated about that briefly last week. We're going to touch on that again this week. We're going to continue our conversation about who you would cast as what character in the World of Warcraft live-action movie that Blizzard has announced that they're going to go ahead and put up. And, of course, the patch notes for World of Warcraft 1.11 are out. Uh, specifically, in fact, I don't have that link in front of me. If anybody listening in the IRC server could go ahead and hit me up with the link for the patch notes, I'd appreciate it. Especially the part where it says they're updating the PvP gear, uh, which is long in coming. Naturally, of course, they put this on the public test realm, which does not work. I know that comes as a great shock to all of you, and again, we'll get to that too a little later on. Well, personal note. I've been a big Cavaliers fan for years. In fact, I'm a big general fan of Cleveland sports, being a Clevelander. And I want to tell, I want to say something about this tonight. Now, granted, this show is about internet gaming, online gaming specifically. Brad Pitt as Thrall. Now, I think we all agree that The Rock would play a good Thrall, or Vin Diesel. That was pretty much dead set on last week, was The Rock would play something on the Horde side. At any rate, I would just want to give a shout-out to the Cleveland Cavaliers this evening for putting on one hell of a show against the Pistons. They took them to Game 7. Nobody gave them a chance in hell, myself included, against the Pistons. I figured they'd be blown out in four games. They took them, They took a 3-2 lead. They shut up Rasheed Wallace. They shoved it down his throat and kicked him in the ass. 
and I'm proud of a very young team being led by a 21-year-old superstar. And truly, we here in Cleveland are all witness. So I want to give a shout-out to them. I'm, I'm very proud and very impressed by the way our team played. So hopefully next season the Cavaliers get off to an even better start, and we're going to see them in the finals. And hopefully... This is the beginning of a rivalry between Detroit and Cleveland, the Pistons and the Cavaliers. And again, I know this show goes out to a lot of foreigners, uh, a lot of non-Americans who may not follow basketball. That's fine. That's cool. For those of you who are actual sports fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, there you go. And I think I just schmucked up my glasses, and by God, I did. All right. Schizophrenic has a couple here. He wants to get in as far as the uh, casting goes. Angelina Jolie as Jenna Prodmore. Kevin Spacey as Medivh the Mage. That'd be kind of cool. I could see both of those, actually. But Brad Pitt as Thrall? No, I, I don't see Brad Pitt having any role in, in this movie. And trust me, they're not going to get anybody above a B actor. Just so you know. One final topic I also want to kick in here. I've actually reinstalled Un, uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. Again. Yes, I know that may come as a shock to a lot of you. I actually uninstalled it uh, some time ago, some uh, some months ago. I haven't played it in quite a while, but I got the urge to kill something. You know, that that sounds real healthy, right? <laughs> but so I loaded up for some mindless fragging. Yeah. Good night. Nah, I'll be good. I'll be nice. <laughs> Addition by subtraction. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyways, and I've come to the conclusion that deadly with a tank is Emperor. I guess supposedly everybody is deadly with a tank, but damn! I have not played this game in six, seven months, and I, I played some Onslaught just because that's the funnest uh, mod for me, although not necessarily the most competitive, I suppose. I played four boards last night, and not to pat myself on the back anymore and so I'm already starting to get stooped shoulders because of it. I led all four boards, and I led by a ton. It's hard being this good. It is, really. At any rate, let's get down to business. So, Sinvicta, one of our clan mates, bought himself a 360, an Xbox 360. And we had discussed this a while back about the merits of the 360, the pros and the cons, mainly the cons of this system. And the argument being put forth now is that there are a variety of games up and coming down the road being led by Halo 3 coming out next year that's going to show the true you know power of this of the system. I know Zerum had touched on it during his show some months back again in the one of two shows that he was able to do before he got uh, called away to his Counter-Strike team on the nights he's supposed to cast. And it's kind of a misnomer. It's not really as powerful as they say it is. Yeah, I'm so modest. Thank you, Skits. The question is, and it's still a very expensive system, and this is going to lead me into... I'm not going to de debate the, uh, the merits of the system tonight. That's not my discussion point. My discussion topic is this. Is a system, a console system, worth a $300, $400, or even possibly a $500 price tag, which is what the PlayStation 3 is kind of dabbling around right now as a price point for their system? Is that too expensive for you? And I know we discussed this before briefly, but I want to get into the meat of it tonight. Skits would like to point out that modesty is a concept lost on me. That's not true. I know exactly what it means. I just don't care. So, what is the current price point to you? What is a good price point for a next-generation console? Keep in mind. Keep in mind. Inflation has gone up, money has gone up, people are making more money these days than they were five years ago when we had the PlayStation 2, 10 years ago when we had the PlayStation 1, 20 years ago when we had the Nintendo. PS3 is not going to be $600, you fucko. It's going to be about four or 500 bucks, which is expensive enough. Sen says, why buy a console at all? It's gonna, all it is is an overpriced computer. And that's pretty much my point, too. All you're getting is a watered-down computer, essentially. Mechahawk saying it's going to be a $400 is his personal uh, cut-off point is $400 for a console system. $300 is optimal. To me, even that much is expensive. To me. Now, perhaps it's just I am old school with a K and two O's that I can't get my mind around the fact that 
console systems these days. I mean, sixty dollars for a game? Shit! I the most expensive game I ever bought was Final Fantasy III for my Super Nintendo, and I paid seventy-three dollars at it at software, etc., because I couldn't find it anywhere else. And I thought that was god awful expensive, and it is. But fifty, sixty bucks for a console system that I get what twenty hours hours use out of? All right, Skid says I will not spend four to six hundred dollars on a console when I can spend that money to make my computer much better. Sentence saying the reason the PlayStation 3 is so expensive is because of the Blu-ray drive. That is very ex- expensive. Okay, let's say the Blu-ray is is very expensive, and it is. All right, that's the new DVD technology. Okay. PlayStation took a bit of a risk when they decided to go with uh, CDs, the 32-bit CDs, back in the day when Nintendo was still crunching out the console games. It wasn't much of a risk because Sega had already done it with their Sega Saturn, their Sega CD systems. The problem was those systems were extremely expensive. When Sony released it, they released the PlayStation at a price point that a lot of people could afford it. They did the same thing with VCRs back in the day. They sold VCRs below cost. They took a hit because they sold a lot more VCRs than anybody else. The reason why? Because they cornered the market. Everybody had a Sony VCR their version of the PCR or the VCR versus the beta. Then what do they do? Simple. Start putting out the uh, VC, the uh, VCR cassettes, the actual movie videos, tapes. That's where they made their money. I don't think the games made for consoles today to me warrant me going out and buying a console system. Oh Christ. Would you grab that? Yeah, go ahead and grab it. Thank you. Sorry about that, folks. We have uh, actually two phones here in the do- studio slash den. <laughs> but I don't think there's any games that are right out, out there right now that really pique my interest. Now, there's a couple coming out, but those are PlayStation 2 games. All right? And even then, I can't tell you the last... I, in fact, I can. The last game that I bought for the PlayStation 2 was I bought Final Fantasy X2, never opened it. It sits below my counter uh, in the front entertainment room with all my other games, and it has sat there collecting dust since I bought it when it came out. I regret buying it because I've actually seen a buddy of mine playing it, and that wasn't my kind of game, which is weird. I like Final Fantasy, but... I mean, wouldn't you rather spend... And I, you know, it's schizophrenia brings up a point, and I would support this. Wouldn't you rather spend four to 600 bucks beefing up your computer? Make that sucker an Uber computer? All right, Fritz points out that they announced that uh, if you want your your slow-ass version PS3, it'll be about 500 bucks. If you want a normal one, and this is the price announced at E3... They'll go for around 600 bucks. If that is the case, if they are going to try and sell a console system at three, at 600 bucks, I can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a failure. Even with inflation, and even though people are making more money now than they ever have, it isn't going to work. It is going to fail. No one is going to shell out 600 bucks for games, console games. It's not going to happen. Not to mention all the other upgrades to make it run on on your cable system or your internet or whatever. It's not worth it. 600 bucks. I'll tell you what that gets. It gets you a shitload of RAM, gets you a new video card, a new network card. Uh, you could probably upgrade your DVD ROM or a DVD burner or what have you. 600 bucks. If you build your own computer, that's half your computer right there for a super mega machine. And games play a fuckload better on a computer than they do on a console. Bottom line. Yeah, I, Lord Tiroth saying that they have the strongest launch title of the three new consoles. Yeah, I know. Middle Gear Solid Level 4 is coming out and a bunch of other things. And you know what? And no one's going to say that Sony PlayStation isn't going the right way when they come out with their games and the way they have the lineup set up. They've always launched very well, both of their previous systems. That is not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is the fact that regardless of whatever game titles, I don't care if it was Final Fantasy 14 and they went back to the old standard of what a Final Fantasy game was and made it fun which they've kind of lost along the way. Now they're going more for the pop culture bullshit that makes for a very shitty game that's over in 15 hours. All right, that's not my point. 
My point is a $600 price tag alone, not including the games, is going to kill your market. Skit's saying that he'll buy an Xbox 360 if a stable hack comes out for it so he can modify it like he has with his Xbox, his original Xbox. Um, that's above and beyond me. I, you know, don't go into the hacking of the, you know, PSP, Xbox, whatever. I would, I would rather buy games for the, for the PC. I, you know what? That's just me. Not to mention playing online on a console system. Have you ever tried playing a first-person shooter with a controller? I mean, you might as well just cut off your left arm and try playing one-handed. That's about the performance difference between that and a mouse with a keyboard. Megahawk's saying that he thinks the main difference is that people think consoles are for kids now. It's actually more of a PC that is for children. I disagree. I disagree a great deal. I think consoles... Because every time you turn on the TV, what do you see? A bunch of 17, 18-year-olds sitting around, playing the game, screaming at each other, go left, go left, and they show you know, Tom Clancy's, whatever the hell book that he's written, was it Rainbow Six or what have you, Delta... And they all get wiped out. Oh, shit, who did that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The games are being marketed to an older audience. That's what PlayStation's always done. And Xbox, to, to a lesser degree. And that's fine. I think games in general are targeted for an older audience these days. It's not so much for kids anymore. And because kids don't have don't have disposable income. They're not running up to the counter with fistloads of money saying, Here, 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 I want to buy uh, Grand Theft Auto. No, they're going to buy the next Pokemon game. Or the next Mario game. That's not enough to build a system around. Yeah, the PlayStation 3 is going to have the ports where you can plug in a keyboard and a mouse. What statistics, Mechahawk? Mechahawk's saying statistically more kids play uh, on the computer. Look at World of Warcraft. Counter-Strike Source. Uh, you know what? I want to see statistics. Because statistics would tell me, or common sense would say, that kids are going to have a hard time getting their hands on $15 a month to continue to play World of Warcraft. I know there's a lot of them out there, but a lot of them are playing on their parents' accounts. Hell, if kids were eliminated from playing World of Warcraft, the Alliance would cease to exist. Night Elves would be the least played race. I know that seems like a like a oxymoron, like I'm kind of backtracking, but really I'm not if you think about it. I would like to see that statistics that you're quoting. I would be surprised. But I think more, there are less, you know, how do I want to put this? More kids play console, even though it's being marketed for older adults or older kids. Which leads me to something. I was flipping through the channels yesterday when I was doing some paperwork. And I came across, what is it, uh, VH1's True Life Story or something like that. And, or True Life. And they're going, they're interviewing all these different people that are supposedly pro gamers. And there's this, you know, one chick that's some, she's some Asian girl who lives in California, and her and her her all-girl squad are Counter-Strike players, and they're moderately attractive girls, they're like 17, 18. Then they show this kid, this 17-year-old kid with his hot girlfriend on the beach, and this black guy with his girlfriend, and they're walking around the theater, and they're all pro gamers with like T-squared or some shit like that. And I think to myself... Where the hell were you people when us original programmers were making this interesting? We're making this fun. We're pioneering things. Now you're bringing up these 17-year-olds and calling them a pro? Look, buddy, because you're halfway decent hail, it doesn't make you pro. Oh, but I got sponsored to go to events. You know what? I've been sponsored to get a lot more events than any of these schmucks ever have. I guarantee it. But is that what we're looking at these days? I know we're shifting topics. I'm segueing into something, but... But the pro gamers of, you know, of tomorrow, are they like 17-year-olds? 16-year-olds? Is it becoming like tennis, where the younger you are, the better you are? Are the you know the middle 20-year-olds no longer getting any kind of airtime? Or is it that you simply don't want to be a 24 or 25-year-old, admit that you're a professional gamer, and go on VH1 where all your friends and people can see you, oh, you're a pro gamer, and have people point at the TV and laugh? I wonder how many people they had to interview to find someone that was you know moderately attractive or decent-looking or had a good-looking girlfriend or somebody to play the girlfriend in a bikini at the beach so they could try to expel that stereotype. Alright, I, sorry, I didn't understand what... I, I saw him say Imperial Guard is excluded from that. I'm not sure 
what he is referring to. Probably some smart S remark. Ah, uh, well. Yes, I know Middle Gear. Yeah. All right, Fritz. Pro means what you're you're making money off what you're doing. Any gamer can make a, and any gamer who can make a living off from gaming. Well, no, that's not true. These guys are pro, and they're not making any money from it. They're simply getting uh, money to go to uh, events. All right, here's go. Skits, MTV, MTV True Life. I'm a gamer. One actual pro gamer and two dipshits. Fatality was the actual gamer, and they followed him through a uh, Unreal Tournament 2003 event. The other guys, one was a professional Golden Tee player, and the other was some dinosaur from the 70s that was the best Pac-Man No, no, this was different. These were all young, young people, like 17 years old, 18 years old. And one guy was, he was supposed to be like some hotshot Halo player, and the chicks were like, I guess, Counter-Strike players. I don't know. You actually have to consistently make money. You have to win money to be professional. You have to get a paycheck at the end of the day and take it home and say, here are my winnings. Cause, because if being a sponsor was enough to send you somewhere and be professional... I, I, of course, now we're we're arguing semantics. You know, that's like saying a jockey or or a NASCAR driver is uh, is an athlete. No, no, you're not. A jockey's not an athlete because the horse is doing all the work, and a NASCAR driver is not an athlete because the car is doing all the work. By that logic, all of us are that can drive a car are professional athletes. Some of us are legitimate side pro, but mm. yes, yeah, good saying, Mickey. You have to be able to support yourself by yourself to be a professional, and you know, and that's just it. You know, I know a lot of pro golfers that do win some money that have a card from the USGA saying, I'm a professional. Mom and dad support me in the offseason. <laughs> Screed. You can be a professional and make money and still need to work another job. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying you need to walk home with something to say that. There is no pro tour out there that you can get a pro card and say, you know, here's my USGA card. You know, or here's my Cleveland Indians jersey, and here's my, you know, trading card and my statistics for the 05 season. I guess, and I was, I've had a conversation with somebody about this, who I think has a better mind for what's going on in the esports than most people. And she said that she is looking forward to esports being the next great competitive uh, frontier of entertainment. And I hit, and I agree. I just wonder if the way things were progressing through the last, say, 10 years have now taken a shift now that we're seeing esports go a little differently. And I know this wasn't a topic of discussion that I had launched in this evening, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Mecca's like, I'm a card-carrying DCI member, and I've won money at tournaments, so am I a pro? Well, they'll give a DCI card to anybody who signs a little piece of paper. I don't know that necessarily means you're a pro. I, I think I've got one laying around here from like 10 years ago. Somewhere. No, I know you were joking. I, I, yeah. But I've been sponsored. I've been sent to tournaments. I've won and placed in tournaments and brought home money. Technically, to me, that's a pro. Was it enough for me to have a living? No. But then again, at the time, I was going to college and it helped pay for that. So... It's just, I don't want... I guess what it comes down to is, is this, and work with me on this. I don't want MTV or VH1 shaping the way professional gaming is going to be. I don't want their stamp anywhere near it. I don't want them spinning life stories or trying to make a reality TV show out of it or any bullshit like that. I want it to be a legitimate sport when it's all said and done. Am I a professional broadcaster? Because Blizzard sent me about $500 worth of free stuff because I won one of their contests for audio con- what for the uh, audio replay I did uh, four or five months ago. Does that make me a professional online gaming radio broadcaster? We have sponsors from the HarborBlueGroup.com, which pay the bills so we can go on the air. Does that make me a professional caster or Air for Life or, or Idiotech rather? Who does a State of Warcraft? You can get on our uh, website at onegeareborn.com. Updated every Wednesday for all the Warcraft 3 people. Does that make us professional casters? No different than, you know, 
Tom Hamilton or Joe Tate in Cleveland, who do the Indians and Cavs game respectively. Well, that's what I, and that's what it comes down to is I want an actual straight definition of what a professional gamer is, and it's going to continue to evolve. I understand that, and that's fine. Maybe we can get a definition that can evolve with time, that can be flexible. My bitch is I just don't want the quote unquote popular culture being the ones to mold us because you know what? Popular culture was not around when Quake One was the shit. Popular culture wasn't around when we were doing Counter Strike originally. I'm shilling for the man. <laughs> there was none of that crap when we were doing it and making it fun and interesting. Warcraft 2, Starcraft, none of that existed at the time. The tournaments were out there. It got some airplay to the internet people. That's us. You wouldn't find it on TV. Now you can. Now you got E3 being carried on Fox Sportsnet on the best sports or best damn sports show. Period. You've got you know True Life Gamer uh, with going on on um, VH1 and MTV. Hell, my interview with Piano Squall was put on MTV.com. The interview that I shot with him at Oticon last year. They have an entire gaming section up there. I understand that there, there's the theory out there that no publicity, uh, public, publicity is bad publicity. I disagree. Old man's whining. Go back to bed, you hag. <laughs> Very funny skits. What? In my day, we didn't have these damn 17-year-old sons of bitches coming in to our land parties with their machines and their loud, obnoxious music. In my day, we had, like, Alice in Chains and stuff like that. What awful, atrocious music. Alice Cooper, nice guy, though. I've met him. But it just comes down to, I just don't want this being evolved into some kind of... of Kitty, teeny, teeny bopper, popular culture that's cool this year, and then yet next year it won't be so cool. That's what I... What? Senton, don't post the, the porn stuff in here. I will ban your ass. I know, that's just me. Anyways, folks, we're at 9.30. It's time for the break. i got to grab a drink because my throat's starting to get a little dry. And they'll pick it up on the other side of the uh, break with, uh, oh, I don't know, something. You've seen all those reality TV shows like Survivor, Amazing Race, and Amish in the Big City. So here comes the newest TV reality smash hit, American Immigrant. Twelve illegals will be selected from the L.A. County Jail and will run through a gauntlet chased by real INS agents. They will then compete by picking fruit in a migrant farm, then pass a rigorous English test. The winner will receive his green card and full welfare rights. Tune in Saturday night for American Immigrant. This advertisement brought to you by the Lonely Men of America. Are you looking for some action, but are too poor to show a girl a good time? Are fast food and a movie not good enough for your chick? Then dump that snooty bitch and buy some porn. Unlike real women, these ladies will do anything you want. In your head, that is. Sure, for 20 bucks you could probably get a kiss after the movie, but why would you do that when you can spend 4 bucks on your credit card and get access to the hottest Photoshop pictures on the web? Save money and get some, too. After all... Porn. It's cheaper than dating. Do you hate the world? Do you laugh when players get banned? Do you love to ignore people? Then you can apply to be a Game Master. As a Game Master, you'll have hundreds of opportunities a day to crap all over the players of the game. Ban people for no reason whatsoever and enjoy doing it. Don't even lift a finger to fix any kind of problems that come your way. No matter who complains, you know they can't touch you. Game Masters are living the American dream, getting paid very well for doing next to nothing. Are you tired of people whining about their lot in life? Do they piss you off about how they're only concerned with themselves? Then you need the Learn To Playbook. 
With this book in hand, you're armed to combat the malcontents with quick-fire responses. So the next time that cripple complains about his bad luck, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to walk. If your minority employee claims racial discrimination, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to Caucasian. If your woman bitches about not wanting to put out, tell her to shut the hell up and learn to suck. Telling whiners to shut the hell up since 2005. That's the Learn to Play book. Hey there, studly men. The paladins of Azeroth must have chatted up with you right now. Hear us issue our sails of command and lay the hammer of justice to each other. Oh, I'm so excited. My nipples are hard. So call 1-900-FAIRY-POLLY to talk with us, the girly man of Azeroth. I think I just popped my shield. Tired of men dressed in white sheets burning crosses in your front yard? Do people with shaved heads make you want to puke? Then you need a bottle of Whitey out. Simply spray down the offending supremacist and change him into the minority of your choice. Turn that honky into a homie for just $19.99. That's Whiteout Out, on sale at fine stores everywhere. Court on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. There, I said it. Now give me my money. Alright, folks, we're back here at the Emperor's Court. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. And going into the break, we were discussing uh, the way that uh, professional gaming is is kind of changing uh, and kind of altering a little bit from where we had seen it. And my point had been that I didn't want to see MTV get their hands on it, put their corporate mark on it, and say, you know what, this is how we want professional gaming to be portrayed. And Dervish here was shooting her mouth off, off saying, and she does have a point, that gaming will evolve the way it does regardless of how you want it to. That the quote-unquote young studs will be the ones who define it. Listen. Just because some 16 or 17-year-old punk thinks he's decent in a first-person shooter, to me, does not make him a, a young stud. I can beat their ass in life and in game anytime I choose. And you know what? I'm still young. That's not the point. The point is, it's not going to be these kids that are defining the way the game is played. It's going to be the schmuck on TV, on the radio, or whoever doing the advertising. These companies are going to go out there and say, this is the way professional gaming is going to be portrayed. This is the way that we want the public to see professional gaming. This is the kind of people we want to market to. This is the kind of people we want buying our product. Bullshit. That is not the way it's supposed to be. I'll tell you the way it's supposed to be. Just like any other major sport. You want it to become legitimate, this is how you do it. You have to have... Legitimate competition. You have to show practice, hard work. You have to show that something's faster, stronger, and smarter to beat the other person. Only legitimate competition and trying to portray it as such will make it a legitimate game, a legitimate form of competition. Don't say ha-ha. Don't laugh. That's the way it's going to be. That's what it comes down to. You want it to be taken seriously, then you need to treat it just like any other professional sport. You don't give a 16-year-old, some guy, or some 16-year-old punk, put him on MTV as the next up-and-coming baseball player. Yes, there are a few out there that can make it to the majors when they're ready. But do you want the major leagues to be shown that it's going to be a bunch of 16-year-olds playing at the pro level? Fuck no. That's not going to happen, and that's not what people are talking about, and that's not the way the game's portrayed. The NBA has got the problem right now. Why? They're letting high school players come into the league, and not everybody is a LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant. For every one, there's a million out there who don't make it. And yet, that is exactly what's happening, is the fact that people are portraying uh, the Professional Basketball League, the NBA, as a kid's league. It's not. For every one or two people that get in, millions don't. It's a man's game. You mean they need black people too? Because Mechox said they need diversity. 
Don't start on the professional football. Don't give me that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't try and sidetrack me. The only way that professional gaming will get where we want it to, and when I say me and we, I see the majority of people within the side of my voice, because I think we pretty much all want it to go one way, especially older people. People like me who help pioneer. Look, I'm not beating the drum and carrying the banner for things the way they were 10 years ago, all right? I don't think that I'm some kind of going to be in some kind of Internet Hall of Fame years from now. Look, I, I'm not thinking that's going to happen. That's not what I'm trying to advocate. What I'm saying is this. If we want eSports to be carried on ESPN, have their own network, you know, have the box scores in the paper, one day that it needs to be treated as legitimate sport and not some MTV bullshit fad that's kind of cool for 17, 18-year-olds and then when you're older it kind of fades out. Just like different kinds of music. That's what I say. I don't want them. I don't want this to become professional wrestling. I enjoy professional wrestling at some level. Okay, what is Jewish Asia is Asia. I'm talking about the United States. I'm talking about North America. It's a different story. It will never happen in North America because of the way it's portrayed. You go to Asia and okay, it, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm glad you bring this up. I know it, it's not on my on my uh, topics of discussion, but guess what? We're running with this because now I'm pissed. All right, I'm glad to bring up Asia, and here's why. What happens in Asia? Well, how is the way that they market the game? They market it as legitimate sports, inter- not entertainment, but as a sport, actual competition. They build these people up, these individual players, as competitors. All right, not 17-year-old kids who are kind of in the shadows of. A professional gamer that you never really hear about because they don't want to be, you know, bagged on. They put it out there. It's on their own channel, on their own stations. They've got their own commentators and broadcasters. Uh, But you know what? There is money, Dervish. That's my thing. There is a lot of money in the gaming industry. Shitloads. More now than there ever has been. There will be professional gaming in Asia, and they're the reason why. Why is because they treat it like a legitimate sport, and people follow it. People over there know who the hell Boxer is. If you go and ask them who their Barry Bonds is, they go, oh, what do you say? You eat dog? No, they're going to say, uh, who? But you ask them about Boxer. Oh, yes, Boxer. I, he great micro. He can great. He can, he can like, run Protoss very, very well. Okay? I'm not, if I get you, hey, you're the one who stayed up. You're the one who want to take me to bed. That's what you get. All right? Without the money, I understand your point. Without the money... It won't go anywhere. It's professional gaming. Yes, it, you know, Divine Trust DJ is right. They're big celebrities in Asia. There is money to be made in in uh, in gaming. Re- look, they're not making movies off these games uh, because there's you know no money to be made. There's shitloads of money. There's more money now than ever. All right, but I guarantee you, let MTV or VH1 or whatever these fucks are get their hooks in the games. And, and twist this and turn it... Look, in the United States of America, North America in general, hell, the Western Hemisphere already, it's very well, it's very poorly portrayed. You know what? It can start somewhere. And if it starts there, it'll die. Two or three years down the road, when MTV moves on to the next big thing or to the next generation, they want to you know, try and shape and, and uh, influence, it'll be gone. And we'll never remember it. The United States already portrays gaming of any kind as a very nerdy, antisocial pastime. If you want it to move from a hobby to an actual competitive sport, that's what has to be. The Asian model is what needs to happen. G4 is already there. That's a start. But my point is you need to treat this as, you know, these gaming competitions have to go to MTV and say, look, no, we don't want you here doing this. Or professional gamers need to tell MTV when they come in and put them on TV and say, no, I don't like the way they're portraying, you know, the way we're, we go about our business. We don't like the way you're portraying the, this eSport. And uh, look, I know we're getting worked up over uh, what so many people are going to look at as a non-argument. Don't tell me MTV couldn't direct the fad. They've been doing it since they came around. There's like, what, five MTV channels now? Don't, don't, come on. They have more influence over people than you think, at least here in this states. Yes, MacHawk, you do need a channel credibility. And you know what? I thought we were getting somewhere when ESPN was hosting the Counter-Strike tournament. All right? That is what we need to do. That is, 
I can understand putting E3 on Fox Sportsnet as some kind of good uh, publicity, as a way to get the word out there, to actually have real conversations about the, where this eSport is going, the kind of popularity of it. No, this uh, screed. Don't get me started on the on the Spike TV uh, Game Awards. Don't even start. Go back and download. What am I? Go back and download the review I gave of the show. I must have ran on thing for an hour and a half. Yes, Tiroth. They gave awards out. The awards. The games weren't even out. All of them based on movies that were coming out. All of it shot ahead of time. And you know what? I just said the same thing then. It was a bunch of bullshit award. Why? Because it was all staged already. They knew exactly who was winning. They were advertising it weeks in advance. To say that it was all voted on by the people you know, who went to the website is a bunch of crap. American Idol has more credibility than they do. But I'll tell you what. You think money is, is the cause, and you know what it is. Money will drive professional gaming. That advertising money is not going to come if MTV is able to help shape it the way it's looked in the United States. It may be big in Asia, and it may be big in Europe, getting bigger in Europe. But the biggest market is here in the States. You know it, and I know it. You being all of you listening. And people are going to look at it and says, and they're going to look at this and say, I'm not going to put advertising dollars behind something that's a teeny bopper fad. That'll be gone in a year or two. Or six months from now. Or it's going to get hauled up before a congressional uh, panel to be fired on and torn to shreds about whether or not it, it's too violent for people or kids. Or somehow it's going to make them go out there and run a hooker over to get their money back after it gives them a full life. <laughs> Megahawk says perhaps we need less people watching TV and more people watching replays. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe maybe it's just not time. Maybe people just don't care. Perhaps I'm getting worked over something that's really a non-issue. Professional gaming isn't big in Europe. I don't know. I seem to hear about all the tournaments going on in Paris and you know, 4,000-person land in Spain and you know, this professional team and this professional team and this professional team. There's like, what, two in the United States? One for Warcraft 3? For Counter-Strike? I would disagree. Terrell says he doesn't see gaming becoming big because it's not entertaining to watch other people play it. Uh, I think a lot of it goes into the way, again, a way it's portrayed. Let's say a lot of you guys have listened to my broadcasts, to my actual play-by-plays. What's the biggest asset that I bring to the table when I commentate a game? excitement, entertainment, interest. If I sound like I'm getting into the game, you are automatically drawn into the game. When you have some asshole out there who's going mono, in the speaking monotone, you know, uh, he moves the peon, he moves five peons to gold, three to wood, he begins creeping out, the goblin merchant shop, he lost a footman. Look, what kind of interest is that? If the game is portrayed, if you do nothing but like long shots of the kid sitting there moving his mouse vigorously, that's not fun. You actually put it in and start portraying or showing the game itself? That's a different story. Alright, so it's not mentioned in the media in Europe. Well, you know what? It's the same way in the States. But you get more exposure in Europe than you do here. Trust me. The problem is the Asians are getting ahead of us. And that's not good. There's a lot more of them than there are of us. And they're starting to get nukes. But you know what, Tiroth? There are other people like me out there that can cast. I can think of three or four off the top of my head that are at least as good, if not better. Okay, that are at least as good. And that's not ego speaking, folks. I have never heard anybody as good as I am. That's a fact. That's not Rashid Wallace guaranteeing anything. I'm just saying. Yes, Dervish Golf Casting. But you know what? They're not listening to the guys who talk quietly when the guy's at the tee, which I could never understand either. Look, you're 2,000 feet away from the hole, sitting up in some tower. like They're going to hear you. All right? But people are watching the game because they want to watch the shots. They want to see you know, the attention of Phil Mickelson sinking a hole from 25 feet away to win the, you know, the PGA Championship. That's different. They're watching the game. 
to counter nukes with stealth detection. Thank you. Is there anything that they aren't better than at us at? Uh, I don't know. We're still number one. At least for the foreseeable future. But you get what I'm saying? Do people understand where I'm coming from? And that's kind of what we're hoping to do with this gaming network that we're building. Slowly, but surely. With that in mind. Catering to the person watching the game so it's entertainment. What? Wax Stevens is a very talented broadcaster. One of the best. But don't come into my backyard, into my home court, and tell me, in front of all these fans watching, the millions and millions of the Emperor's fans, that he is better at me at Warcraft 3, or Counter-Strike, or Unreal Tournament, or Quake, or Dawn of War, or any of it. There is none greater than I, therefore I am the Buddha. That, you know what I mean! That's right, gamers should make gamers for TV, but you know what? Like I said, it takes money. And there is a group out there, too, that is doing TV. Although right now they're just doing technology shows. With the idea in mind, eventually they'll get to gaming. Look, there's 6 million people playing World of Warcraft. Paying a fee every month to play the game. And that's a shitty game in a lot of ways. But people are doing it. There are inroads in different places. It all has to come together. Yes, I know we're... Thank you, producer. I understand we have other things to get on the... I know. I don't give a good goddamn who you are. <laughs> I know we have other things to get to. All right. I, we took up a lot of time on a discussion that wasn't even on our plan tonight, so... Sorry, but I think it was worth it. I think I needed to get out there. And I have a feeling we're going to go ahead and, and touch on this a little later, too. So we'll see it. And, I, you know, I hope there's more groups out there like the Harbor Blue Group and BluesLink.com and want to start getting gaming out there. They've got the right idea and the mindset. They just got to keep things going in the right direction with help from me and others. That's the whole idea. That's the whole point of what we're trying to do. Well, you know what, Derbish, and that's my point. It's the same that she's saying this, it, that the problem in Denmark is investors won't touch this. It's the same way in America, and that's what I'm telling you. If MTV continues to go, if this starts being, you know, the new MTV fad on their website and what have you, yes, it will get exposure, and I'll tell you another thing. It will scare people away lickety-split. Yeah. Skits brings up a good point. Look at professional poker. Nothing is entertaining about watching a bunch of guys play cards, but with a color commentator, player backgrounds and interviews, and in this instance, the whole card cams, where you can actually see the cards ahead of time, now you have one of the most watched events in ESPN history. And it's true. Millions of people are watching this. And you know, it's not just on ESPN. It's on ESPN. It's on NBC. It's on ABC. It's on, uh, there's at least five or six other channels. Hell, even MTV's had it. Anybody, it's a it's a pseudo sport. It's fucking cards, and everybody celebrity poker, pseudo celebrity poker, uh, poker championships. You're gonna tell me playing cards is more interesting than you know vehicles flying by or guys using grappling hooks flying around the map or a Rome Total War game with seven thousand virtual characters marching in huge ass armies to clash together. You're gonna tell me that's not that cards are more exciting than that. It isn't gonna happen. One of the most watched shows, uh, yeah, Bravo, thank you, Skits, in one of the, uh, the newest game shows that have been in England is called um, Time Generals, I think it's Time Generals? Meghawk, back me up on this. Remember, uh, remind me what the name is since this Rado's I think it's Time Generals or Time Commanders. All right? And what it is is they took the Rome Total War um, engine and they put it to historical battles and then the people on the show have to make choices in a real-time battle. What do they do? They portray that on TV. It's instant hit. All it takes is somebody with a bit of vision, some money, to put it on there and to make it run. I think it's I think it's time or time commanders. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's time commanders. And I, I had heard that the History Channel here in the states wanted to do something about it or something like it, and it never really happened. 
Hey, Dervish, I, I think it will come too. The problem is I'm afraid of what the way it's going to come. And I'm afraid of the way it's going to shape. And it's going to spiral out of something completely different from what the rest of us have. have, uh, And some of us obviously have worked to try and get this gaming to evolve the way it has. There are some of us out there who have tried. Who have an interest in this. We'll see. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I understand. Uh, World of Warcraft, I'm sorry, the patch notes. Yes, 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 the patch notes. 1.111 has moved to the public test realms, although you wouldn't know it because you can't play it. What's that you say? That's right. Finally, when Blizzard gets their head out of their collective asses and decide that, oh, we'll finally put up a public test realm, test out the patches, before we put them on the live realms and find out that they, you know, fisk everything up, all of a sudden... The public test realms don't work. Apparently, somewhere along the line, several gerbils running the server died, and they don't have any replacement gerbils. So they're using the cheap Mexican uh, chihuahua slash... The stupid squirrel thing, what the hell is it? No, not a chalupa. Chinchilla, thank you. The cheap Mexican chinchilla uh, alternate. Look, the point is, the uh, public test realms are not up. They've been crashing. People have not been able to uh, bring up their characters and they haven't been able to copy their characters over. It's been an absolute nightmare. And it makes you wonder, if they can't keep these realms up, it's not a wonder they continue to have latency problems across the board. Select realm issues, for instance, 520.06. For the fourth day in a row, they're having more realm latency issues. Last week, some genius decided to upgrade their authentication system, which I'm all for. Lord knows they need it. Problem? Whatever giant patch they put in server-side crashed everything across the board. Now, everyone's been having serious latency issues, problems getting in, and 15 or 20 servers have been down. I mean, they're the red-headed bitch child of Blizzard, these, these poor servers, and I feel bad for you guys on them. Luckily, all we've had to do is people being disconnected every 30 minutes or, you know, horrendous lag when we go into Black Rock Spire or what have you, Okay. The public test realms, even when they have put them up in recent, you know, in recent patches, they never listen to anybody anyways. When you post and said there's this bug or that bug, they let it go. Reason? Oh, it's not game-breaking. We'll get to it at a later time. Shit, there are still bugs in this game from beta that haven't been addressed. Don't fool yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. This is garbage. Having a public test realm is a great idea, but not if you don't support it, and not if it doesn't work. And I understand you have a lot of people that want to play on that public test realm, that want to try out the new things, especially mages and shamans who are up and coming with their new talent uh, previews. Okay? And the people who want to get an axe Ramus and get a head start on the way the instance plays. That's fine. Then you need to limit the amount of players that can go on there. Have a hard limit, shut it off and say, you know what? Sorry, you just didn't get in. That's just the way it is. There's a 5,000 or 10,000 player limit per server. It is reached. Unless you want to stay you know, in line at a queue, nothing you can do about it. Instead, they have continuing problems. And, they, and I like how they spun this. And Drisk said this, uh, one of the community managers on the American site, said, well, you have to understand, I assume this is what it sounds like, you have to understand when the real servers are having issues, we're going to take care of them first. And then the public tells from, like you're doing us some kind of great favor. Listen, fuckhead, we're not dumb enough to, to realize or, you know, try to believe you or think that for some reason, because the public test realm is getting attention, the rest of the servers aren't. Even when you didn't have the public test realm, your servers haven't run correctly. They haven't run correctly since the game was released. Don't try and play a slate of hand on me or anybody else. We're not dumb enough. And you know what? 21 pages are calling your bullshit. They're calling bullshit on you, saying, look, you're not doing us any favors. You're not trying to set yourself up as a good guy. You are, but we're not buying it. You're not some kind of great sainted hero. The servers aren't running because they don't run properly. It has nothing to do with the fact they have a public test room out there. Hang on, uh, there's a lot of shit going on in the IRC. I haven't been able to keep up with half of it. All right, Skit's saying that uh, they ever notice that they put the public test realms up to determine, quote, determine if any additional changes and or bugs need to be addressed. But almost all the time, the patch goes straight from the test realm to live. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said weeks ago. That's what I said months ago. We've all said it. 
Every one of us. Hell, you can't go on their forums and not see that point made every single damn time. You go on their your test run on the test forums and you tell them, look, magic or the uh, arcane missiles aren't firing properly. You know what? People keep falling through the world when they hit blink. You open up a portal to Thunderbluff, you end up either dead or you end up in some godforsaken place and you have to wait for a gym to come dig you out. No, Dervish, actually, this has been on my, uh, going back to what you said earlier, this is not your idea. I've had this bolted out since it started several days ago. This isn't news news. Uh, great, Mechahawk. Uh, good to hear that you and Minnie were downing Ragnaros again. Get me my freaking Azure Song Mageblade. Ask him if you can have it next time they go into Disenchanted. Just invite me to the raid, hand it over, and then I'll leave. <laughs> and of course, again, there are those of you at home lamenting, saying, but Emperor, why do you continue to play it? Because there's nothing else to play, if you think about it. And that's one reason why I reinstalled 2000, or Unreal 2004. I tell you what, if our guild wasn't going as well as it is and wasn't as strong as it has become in the three weeks we've been back, and if we hadn't gained the decent members that we have from Clan Voodoo, from Clan Foxtrot, and bringing back all the veterans from the Guard, I wouldn't be playing. I wouldn't even bother. That's a solid group of guys and gals. Solid group. I'm talking people and players. They know what they're about. They're very good at playing their, their classes, and I've never seen a more helpful bunch. Especially people being thrown together after only three weeks, and they're working beautifully. To me, that is the entertainment of a game. It's the community, not necessarily the challenge. Yes, and I know that gets into a whole nother ball of wax, and we'll get to that another time. I just want to leave two points on this fact. One is the fact that having a public test realm is pointless unless you are actually going to do what you define it to be. That is, actually test the patch, make adjustments as possible, and not wait for some kind of shitstorm to start on the forums before you decide to make some kind of altercation to the way the patch is. You're not lying to any of us. Or you are lying to any of us, but we're not buying it. We know when you put it on the test realm, that patch is all ready to go. This is nothing more than a rubber stamp and trying to make people think that you are, quote-unquote, doing something about the patch. Unquote. Even when you have put the patch out on those days, people know, especially if you're on the Terrible 20, don't play on patch day, more than likely not even the day after. Because the servers aren't going to run. The second thing I want to say is, a role-playing player-versus-player server is retarded. It's an oxymoron. And should be wiped from the face of the earth. Now, having said that, what were the other times? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, what the hell we've covered, actually. Jahalata Guild Wars. Yeah. Blade thingies? I'm not sure I... What the hell? Blade thingies. Mechahawk. Rise and Fall. I, I don't know. I think I'm picking up Rise and Fall. It'll be interesting. I'll take a look at it. I mean, I play. I, I was impressed by the demo. I'm impressed with what they're thinking about doing. Speaking of impressions, one thing: a Darkfall update. We have no update on Darkfall. They had a kick-ass interview that they had recently, but it didn't really. Again, it was more what we're hoping to do rather than what we have done opening up to beta. To me, as far as Darkfall goes, it's all a moot point until we get into the beta. Once that starts and we actually see the mechanics in action. Then it becomes a different story. Then the hype begins. Once I see it, and unfortunately, World of Warcraft burned me in a lot of ways, as, excuse me, as far as the beta goes. I decline your battle, noble paladin. You are far superior to my humbleness. <laughs> and so it begins. And I'm glad we're starting this fight five minutes before the show ends so I can get out of here before I get pasted by the one or two role players uh, in my listening audience. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure the player versus players like having the RPers around. Mm-hmm. Something to, something else to slap around. All right, topic to discussion. Did we hit everything, uh, folks? My notes are torn to shreds now because of that humongous monologue. I don't know what the hell Baron Bond goes to. What, whatever happened to him? I think he's passed out somewhere. Literally, I think he's passed out. We're all a little depressed over the Cavs' loss, but I think he wouldn't pass out anyways. Uh. Our peers make good targets. We like having Ron to make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay, now here comes... I have to address this. People, have, A couple people have been asking me um, since I brought this up uh, earlier in the show. Do I plan on making... Oh, Sinvictus here. About damn time. Yeah, show can start now. That's another thing. We're making fun of Sinvictus about buying an Xbox. And I hope he's tuned in so we can hear that. You have to go back and listen to the show, Sin, at the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the uh, monologue. All right. Several of you have just asked me if I plan on doing any more broadcasts for Warcraft 3 because I have not done them in a long time, other than the ones I did for Blizzard for their audio contest. The answer to that is, I don't know. The simple fact of the matter is, other than Idiotech, I really haven't followed uh, Warcraft 3 a great deal. If you are interested in some shoutcasts by a very talented caster, I suggest uh, you go to onegereborn.com and download A State of Warcraft, which is updated every Wednesday. It's a downloadable show done by Idiotech. It's a guy from Australia. Does some shoutcasts, does some news about what's going on in the Warcraft 3 world, tournaments, uh, some thoughts on imbalance, stuff like that. It's, he's a very talented caster, does some fantastic work. If you want to get your fix that way, that's fine. I know a couple of you asking are old school you know, 1G listeners from back when we were doing this in 02, 01 and 02, and the, the answer is I just don't know. Mechawk wants me to do a DOTA shout, shoutcast, and a couple of you have been asking me to do Risk if I'm not interested in doing just straight Frozen Throne. Uh, folks, I don't know. Rome Total War, to me, was the last RTS that, to me, uh, was dynamic enough and entertaining enough to get into. All right? Obviously, since TotalWar.org and .com gave me the award for, you know, what was it? Um, for the audio commentaries and tutorials I did. Uh, the uh, most contributing uh, community member, uh, etc. Some award. And I, I'm not trying to bash TotalWar.org. I, I simply don't remember. So my apology, I'm not trying to diminish what you've given me. Yeah. I, I still appreciate that. Some kids were LARPing at the park the other day. I wanted to hurt them. <laughs> uh, skits. Did you know you can make napalm from home, <laughs> very simple homemade uh, accessories if one was so inclined? I see in Fight Club the greatest man ever lived. Whole generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us buying clothes and cars, working jobs we hate for shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great wars are jobs. Our great depression is our lives. There you go. I finished the whole thing. See, I told you I knew it. <laughs> But honestly, guys, I don't know if I'm going back to doing any play-by-play anytime soon. Uh, yes, I know. A couple of you were asking me if I'm going to do it for Rise and Fall. I don't even know if I'm getting the game. It looks entertaining to me and interesting. I like the demo, but I'm not sure I'm going to get into it. Kerosene and packing foam. There we go. I, I wish I had a more definitive answer for you guys. I don't. If I was still in... if I tell you what. If our clan was still playing at the pro level and was still into it like we were a couple of years ago, it would be a different story. You know, I like doing cast for Showtime and Ironclad and even Tillerman, although he didn't appreciate it at the time. <laughs> I like doing those games. Even the crazy assassin game I did where I made... Uh, I'm not even going to reminisce on that right now. The whole baby thing. There you go, Sin. Congratulations. For me, my semester starts tomorrow. Hell month. For the next five weeks, I get to do three class, three two-hour classes a day, five days a week. And I got one class from July to the end of August. And then I'll have both degrees in hand and be done forever. Until I go back to get my master's, which will eventually happen. As I figure, I'll just get it to get it. I know a couple of you were mentioning that you guys got summer semester starting. I'm not looking forward to it. It's a grind. I'm already busy enough, but, you know, it's got to be done. It has to be done. It'd be different if there were, you know, classes I enjoyed, but they're not. I, I have no remotely interest in any of the shit that I'm taking now. The Cecil X Hunter impressions. My throat hurt all the next day when I did that, but those were a riot. The Tillerman Crazy Assassin affair with the baby that Mr. T had with Crazy Assassin, and... Oh, that was horrible. Truly, we were nasty people, which I thought was, think was what brought most of our popularity. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yes, I know we're 
we're at the point where we're uh, supposed to get out of here. Actually, we're past that point. Yeah, I know, Civic. You're off the July, you lucky fuck. Yeah, I bet. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, let's get down to it. Well, I want to thank Baron Von Ghost for being too drunk to get on the cast tonight and passed out probably somewhere else downstairs. I will more than likely trip over him when I go downstairs and find out what the hell happened to him. I want to thank uh, Mr. Van for doing the intro, doing the voices, and what have you. And the princess for throwing in for the intro at the uh, after the break. I want to thank the HarborBlueGroup.com, our sponsors, for footing the bill for all this. Truly, they will help us pioneer the upcoming future of online gaming, at least we hope to. But for all your e-commerce needs, please go to HarborBlueGroup.com. I want to thank you, listener, for tuning in. Let's face it, folks, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. I would, just because I like to hear myself talk, but you get the idea. If you're interested in hearing it, this downloaded show or the other ones we have in the archives, check it out at onejuryborn.com. Also, State of Warcraft updated every Wednesday. Download it for the Warcraft 3 Network, folks. Check it out. This has been the Emperor saying, bad manners are better than no manners at all. I'll see you next Sunday. Cavaliers, you have one hell of a season. So long, everybody.